wish that I was mad. Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio for today, Labor Day, Monday, September 6th, 2021. My name is Matt Tamanini. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with musical theater actress and singer-songwriter Kim McClay. After working on songs for about six years, Kim recently released her first album, My Sanity, as a way to continue to create and express herself during the pandemic while the theater was in a standstill. My Sanity is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music, and I, of course, will have links to all of those, as well as Kim's website and social media, in the show notes. I really enjoyed our chat talking about the differences and parallels for an artist in making original music and making theater, her journey to this album, and so much more. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Kim McClay. No, no, you never so, Kim, I know that this past year for all performers has been um, a strange one and a difficult one, but it seems like you did the absolute most you possibly could with the <laughs> unexpected time off by finally, you know, taking years worth of writing and putting it into an album. What has that process been like in the midst of a pandemic to finish writing, record and put out um, a full length album? <laughs> that is a great question. It's been quite the journey, to be honest. Um, I only recently started working with a band. We did our first show at Arlene's Grocery last January, pre-pandemic, and it sort of oh. got thrown together last minute. Granted, these musicians are very talented, so they yeah. were able to get in the room with me, and we had like three rehearsals like the week of and just sort of like threw it together. But something about that really influenced the sound of a lot of the songs and really inspired me to think about the full picture of what some of these songs could be with more production, with more music um, value. Um, and when we were in the pandemic, I, you know, I have a friend that sells music equipment on the side as like a, one of his jobs. So I reached out to him. I was like, let me just get a microphone and just explore what the production process, recording process could be like just to figure some stuff out for myself, learn a new skill set, And then that sort of snowballed into me calling up my buddy, Dustin, who's my co-producer and who mixed the album. He was like the first guy I collaborated with on my music. And I was like, what do you think? Do you think we can make this happen? Can we record? Is this, can we do this? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he has a little bit more experience than me in terms of like the recording and music world. And so we sort of chatted on the phone for a couple hours. We laid out some dates and then kind of figured it out as we went, which is kind of terrifying, but um, very thrilling. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine fun as well. But so I, I know that a lot of these songs are things that you've been working on for a while. You've been writing for a long time. But you mentioned the fact that like ha having worked with a band influenced how this album sounds. How does that change when you are like, OK, I get this taste of performing with a band like a month and a half, two months before the <laughs> shutdown. And then like, that's what you want to carry through to an album when I'm assuming for the most part, at least everybody is, is fairly isolated. How does that balancing act of trying to want that, get that sound without maybe necessarily having to have everybody in the same place work? It was a challenge. It <laughs> felt like I was a little bit of a crazy person. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm being honest, like, Fair. you know, a lot of my imagination 
was used in order to like think about what it could be. I sort of felt like Harold Hill in the beginning of The Music Man when he talks about like, oh, you just think about playing the instrument and then you can play the instrument. Like it was very much that kind of process, um, which seems very silly, but um, it did sort of work out that toward the end of last summer, um, I one of the um, band members, his name is Jim, he's our drummer, and he was renting a space in Brooklyn and was using it to practice his his drums. Um, and Dustin had suggested to me, you know, maybe we can get together and just like have a rehearsal since it's been like eight months since we've played together just to like feel some things out. And I was like, why don't we just do a virtual show if we can all borrow that space? Yeah. Um, I was like, we'll just make it like a fundraiser and whatever we raise from the show, like we'll just like split between us and we can do it on Instagram live. It can be very low budget, very simple. So we all like got tested. We're as safe as can be in that moment, sort of still risking it a little bit, but we're like, we all believe in this. We want to do this. Um, and you know, that was our first, like, I guess you should say, I should say our second show, um, (laughs) together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was something about what they were able to add in terms of like a baseline adding a little bit of a funk and i'd already used dustin as like a trumpet player for a couple pieces that it's sort of, they were already feeling a little bit more fleshed out and then they really came to life with the full band and i think that second show really solidified for me that like that is the sound i want to bring forward like i don't know that i necessarily see my voice and my music as living in the like Joni Mitchell singer songwriter acoustic guitar and vocals world yeah. some of the music may live there and that's where i started but where it's come now <laughs> there's so much more like jazz and folk in- or funk influence totally. that is going in a different direction yeah, and, the- and, <laughs> yeah. well i mean i the, the album's great i mean it's a lot of fun there's a lot of like like you said the kind of funky beats in there and a lot of different types of uh of influences you can tell Obviously, as somebody who comes from the musical theater world, you're an actress and dancer as well as a singer. What are the influences there? Because there's a lot of very eclectic mixes in every song, not just in the album as a whole, but in the songs, there actually feels like there's a lot of um, not competing, but kind of divergent and eclectic um, influences in, in any any given track. Indeed, <laughs> you definitely caught on to that. Um yeah, I like to describe it as like the intersection of folk and funk with like a jazzy pop influence is the best way that I can describe the like eclectic surpassion of genres. Um, that, that sort of is my music. And I, you know, I grew up listening to the James Taylor and Carol King kind of mm-hmm. artists, that very like folky um acoustic stuff and then as i've grown in my music taste it's like a little sarah Bareilles, a little this artist named leanne lahavis who's a, a british singer songwriter and she's mm-hmm. got a little bit of that jazzy thing going on um the band lake street dive was a huge influence on some of my music because they've got their first few albums really featured this trumpet player and so i was like oh i really like having that brass in there um and just keeping it <laughs> lively and fun and keeping people on their toes <laughs> Yeah. Well, it, I, I wonder, as somebody who is a musical theater performer and a theater performer, kind of, this is obviously a, a different creative outlet than than the theater side of thing things. But how is it difficult to transition from one to the other, whether it's in terms of your, you know, actual technical vocal style or just the sensibilities of what you 
put into each part uh, of your artistic expression? It's so interesting to like talk about because it's something I've experienced but haven't really put into words. So I'm going to do my best here. Um, Feel free. Take your time. In fact, as like a performer, you're putting on a show. So it's this similar kind of you go to rehearsals, you know what the set list is and you like rehearse it as if you're going through like tech week of a performance and you know the beginning and the middle and the end of the journey of the set in the same way that you would have like a script for a show. So in that respect, like that process is similar. Um, but it definitely took me a few gigs on my own to sort of get my feet under me of, of learning the balance between like, okay, I want to plan that I need banter for this song so that this guy can retune the guitar. <laughs> yeah. But, People don't oh. think about that stuff. I mean, like, it's, it's exactly. well choreographed, even if it's seemingly off the cuff. Exactly. Exactly. So when we played our first show, I didn't really know about a lot of that stuff. We were just like, we're just going to do this and see how it goes and like fly by the seat of our pants. And, you know, a lot of that banter was like just improv. And I felt like I had to explain every song, like what it was and where it came from. And now that I've done a few shows and I have a better understanding of who I am as an artist and what my songs are about and what the sound is, it's more about creating an atmosphere. Um, and planning a little bit of that banter ahead of time, but also just feeling so confident and being like, this is the song, take it or leave it. You know, we enjoy it. We're having a good time. We hope you're vibing, um, which is so different because musical theater is so storyteller based. So I think that's why I sort of felt like I needed to tell the story of the song before doing the song, because I'm used to yeah. that sort of transitional experience in the through line of theater. Um, but that's not necessarily true for for music. So. We've learned a lot <laughs> over the years of doing this. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Uh, and you know, I I wonder is being you know kind of in the same vein, being a, a, someone with a musical theater background, are, are these two similar things that are like intertwined with how you see yourself as an artist, or like is is Kim the musical theater performer? a different person and different artist than Kim, the singer songwriter performer. Um, I think at first it felt like two split personalities because, you know, when I've worked on stage, a lot of times I've played like the Maggie in a chorus line, the very like young, mm -hmm. sweet ingenue and, and stuff that I write is very different from that. And very much like me as a human, it's like grown from my own personal life experience, which is clearly different from, um, the like young, sweet ingenue situation, which there is a part of me that is that person, which is why it works on stage in a theatrical sense. Anyways, always pulling from yeah. what you know, right? Um, but I think now that I'm I'm older and I and I feel more confident in the singer songwriter version of myself, that it sort of feels like it's one and the same because it's still pulling from me, um, and everyone has different flavors of their own personality of their own like inner artist to pull from regardless of the given circumstances of which character you're sort of playing yeah i mean i like to think about like meryl streep is always meryl streep whether she's in mamma mia or the devil wears prada which are vastly different stories and characters but she's still meryl streep at the end of the day she's like notoriously her and I think that everyone has that capacity within themselves to be limitless in a sense of like, oh, I am Kim McClay and I am an artist that has all of these capabilities. And whether I am singing as like Sarah Brown in Guys and Dolls or I am performing my music on stage, it's still coming from the same place of truth of me, 
which is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like always is. Yeah. Vulnerable. Yeah. Such a vulnerable, like honest version of yourself that you're sharing with people. But I think that that's what being an artist is all about is just digging at and telling the truth. Yeah. And you, you mentioned playing Maggie in a chorus line, which I saw you on tour, uh, in, uh, in it down at, uh, I, I think it must've been in Clearwater, uh, in Florida, wow. uh, at Ruth Eckerd hall. So, uh, I saw that, I saw you on that tour. I, that show, uh, never fails to bring me to tears multiple times. So, uh, I love that. Um, but you mentioned that truth and is that, is it easier for you to kind of get to that truth when you're playing a character as opposed to when you're digging into like your actual personal storytelling truth, or is it a little easier to access because it's like, Oh, these are my emotions rather than, as you said, having to work within the given circumstances of an individual character. Sure. Um, I honestly find it easier to tap into a character (laughs) Um, because there's a, a slight layer of, um, of hiding in a way of like, oh, you get to yeah. layer on like, it's this character. So it's not necessarily like me, Kim, that people are watching on stage. It, you feel a little bit safer under the veil of a character. So, you know, I find it more terrifying to be on stage singing my own music um, in front of an audience of people because, you know, they'll, you know, I've had family members ask me like, oh, we love goodbye. Like, what's it about? Oh God, I have to sit here and explain to you that it was yeah. about a toxic relationship. And oh yes, you might've met that person at one point. This is weird. Like it's, it's a little more um, raw in that way. Uh, so in order to help me cope with that fear, I've started to think about like Kim McClay, the musician as like a, um, its own, its own thing, <laughs> its own sort of character and personality. Yeah. And I go up there and I play the character of that version of myself. And then I can get off stage and have a drink and like be me and relax. It's so, it's such a strange thing to sort of explain, but that is, uh, that's how it feels. <laughs> so who is Kim McClay, the singer, as opposed to Kim McClay, the person? Great question. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Kim McClay, the singer, is a fearless badass who is very comfortable taking her shared life experiences and creating something new with them in order to inspire or bring hope to an audience. I would love to, like, you know, bring good vibes, good energy, make sure everyone's having a good time, sort of putting on this, like, entertainer persona. which does come very naturally to me. I think Kim McClay as a person is very much that entertainer as well. So I think that's how I marry the two um, parts of me, all the parts of me, really. Um, yeah. But I think Kim McClay as a person, you know, we all have insecurities. Like I wake up and there are things that I wish I could change about myself and about my circumstances as we all have, the, have those moments. Um, but I, I don't, Oh, well, I try not to at least carry that into my my stage version of myself because you have to go in fully confident or you're absolutely toast. Uh, at least for me anyways, that's how I conquer my fear. It's just like choose to be confident. And uh, it's, not, uh, it's not failed me yet. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's I, going to be 
I, I feel like the phrase, uh, I choose to be confident. I think there's a Rodgers and Hammerstein song about that too. So uh, mm-hmm. that kind of fits with the uh, the musical yeah. theater side of you as well. But Oh, I uh, would love to play Maria. There someday. you go. There, well, it still uh, it kind of bridges that ingenue and yeah. uh, adult roles that you were talking about earlier. But yeah. um, so you're, the, the album is out and people can get it pretty much uh, anywhere. And we're still, I guess, depending on who you are and where you are in the country, still in the middle of a pandemic. But since this all kind of was born, um, at least in this form, from doing that, you know, actual first onstage performance at this point more than a year and a half ago, I'm assuming that as things continue to work themselves back towards some semblance of normalcy, there will be opportunities to do it on stage again hopefully more often moving forward? Yes. Oh my gosh, that would be the hope. Um, yes, I'm, uh, I'm working on collaborating with some friends for like a big, like duo show is the best way I can explain it, but sort of like a, yeah. a, co- a co-show, if you will, um, in the fall, you know, we're hoping to line up a few more gigs with the full band. Um, you know, it's just tough. I mean, we're all, we're all vaccinated. A few of us even had COVID and, you know, <laughs> have the antibodies yeah but you don't know there's a lot of unknown still um so yes of course we're hoping to play more gigs coming the fall i'm doing a, a virtual showcase with the it's called the songwriting showcase oh cool it's or songwriters showcase it's on instagram live i'll be playing on october 8th it's a monday at 8 p.m eastern so i'll be doing a solo sh- a solo set um but other than that it's sort of to be determined. But at this point, um, you know, I'm already starting to write more stuff and just exploring, okay, now that I have an album under my belt and I know sort of, I have a better understanding of who I am as a musician and an artist in that respect, like what, what that means going forward and how, how I want to craft the next one. (laughs) Yeah. And, and we'll kind of wrap this up and obviously we will have links to, uh, the album and your social media so people can keep up with whenever and wherever, whether virtually or in person you are performing. Um, but to kind of wrap it up, going off of that, like you've been through the process of doing this album. You, as you said, you've, you've kind of learned not only the nuts and bolts of the process of doing this in what has to be at, at least amongst the most difficult um, circumstances to do it, but what have you learned through this process, not about the technical stuff, but about yourself as a singer songwriter? And then to spin that forward as kind of like a separate question, what do you think you've learned through this process that might impact you as a theater performer as well? Ooh, I love that. Let's see. As a singer songwriter sort of artist in that respect, I think I've learned so much about specificity. And, um, you know, with, with the writing of a piece or with a song, it's, it's so much about the tone and the sound, but when you're performing it, you can't be worried about the sound. You just have to like throw the ball at the wall and see what sticks in a sense. Um, and I honestly think that that same idea is, is carried into my work as, as an actor and as a stage performer in that, um, you know, you can't be the director and the actor at the same time. You sort of have to like switch hats every so often, but you can't wear both at once. It's impossible because you won't be able to focus. Hmm. Um, 
So you have to sort of like flip a switch in a way and be like, okay, I am the actor in this moment. I just need to surrender and just do and just do it and see how it feels instead of being worried about how, oh, how does it look from an outside perspective? It's like, you can't, <laughs> you can't have both eyes out. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so really just being fearless and fully committing. And the idea, you know, my uh, high school choir teacher would tell us this all the time. And I still think about it. of just like, if you're going to be wrong, I'd rather you be loud and wrong, just as strong <laughs> and wrong as possible. And then we can go back and fix it. Yeah, and yeah. I think that same thing applies to recording, to being an actor, to all of the things, just like fearlessly charging ahead and figuring it out as you go along. It's a terrifying way to go because we all want to see the end result. I mean, especially growing up in America, I feel like, the way school works, it's like you do A, B, C, and D so that you can get the good grade, so that you can get the reward. And if you don't know what the reward is at the end, if you don't know the end goal, it's hard to keep moving forward because um, you want to know what's going to be the return on the investment. And just being fearlessly barreling into the dark of night and trusting that something good will come out of it because the process is enjoyable is what it's all about. <laughs> well, it sounds like this has been a successful journey for you so far, um, even besides the fact that you put out a fantastic album, which again, we will have um, all of the the links so people can stream uh, My Sanity uh, wherever they get their music. Uh, I am old, so streaming is very different from how I usually listen to music, but I was able to figure it out so everybody can figure it out. But um, Kim, I appreciate it. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed the album and I, and I hope everybody takes a chance to listen to it. And I'm very excited to follow whatever it is that you do next, both in the music arena and also the musical arena too. Amazing. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. 